0: Good morning. Do you know what, I'm feeling a bit nervous. <laughs> I haven't stood up here and done this for about ten, for over 10 years, um, but it was on, Matt had told us that he was going to be on holiday and uh, he was going to get a speaker and I thought yeah, okay, good, that's great, okay. Uh, this was back in November. And on, on Thursday, November the 28th, I think it was a Thursday. Don't check up on me. I think it was a Thursday. I went to bed at about half past ten. I know, early, but, you know, that's us. Um, went to sleep for about an hour and uh, woke up with the song that we sang this morning, actually, going round and round in my head. Um, here for you, we welcome you with praise, that song. And uh, the, the, the phrase that, that just stuck in my mind, that kept going round and round and round in my mind, was let your word move in power. Let what's dead come to life. And it just kept going. It wouldn't leave me alone. You know, it's so, it's so infuriating. You just want to get to sleep but you just can't get to sleep because this is just going round and round in my mind. And then the phrase came into my mind, when God speaks, life happens. When God speaks, life happens. When God speaks, what's dead comes to life. When God speaks, chaos is turned into order. When God speaks dreams are reborn. When God speaks, life happens, and so on, and so on, and so on. And I was awake till about five o'clock in the morning, (laughs) with this going on and on in my mind, and uh, we went to elders, because we meet on a Wednesday morning, and um, I kind of said what had happened, and I just felt that God wanted me to speak this morning and hallelujah <laughs> what a what a relief for them but then i knew in my heart that god had given me something important for us to to hear on this first sunday in january so i pray that what god imparted to me and what i have worked on prayed about given back to him that he will just use it this morning and speak into our hearts and do something that will just just set us on the right course for this coming year. I hope you started reading your Bible in two years doing that. Yeah? If you haven't, it's not too late to start, you can. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna read Genesis chapter one. Okay, if you've got your Bible. If you haven't there are some over by the door. Um, don't feel embarrassed about going over and just getting one but we're going to read Genesis chapter one because that's where it all began. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God called the vault sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. And God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land, that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said... and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures... And let birds fly above the earth, across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth." And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. I'm just going to have a mouthful of water after that long reading. (laughs) isn't the word of God good? Every time we read it, he just shows us something new. And I think that is amazing. You know, it's a living word. And we can have read passages of scripture over and over and over again and think we know it. And then all of a sudden, boom, something comes and jumps out of us, out at us and there's something new. And when I read this again, I just noticed that every time God spoke, life happened. Light, sky, land, sea, vegetation, sun and moon, living creatures, and God saw that it was good. When God spoke, that's what I want you to get this morning, when God spoke, life happened, and it was good. So, okay, that, that was the creation story. That was what happened right in the beginning. He he was the creator. He was the creator. Yes, he was the creator. But he not only was the creator, he is still the creator. He is still the creator God. He still speaks and life happens. At the beginning of, of Genesis, we are told that the earth was formless. It was dark, and it was empty, but when God spoke, there was life, there was light, there was order, and there was abundance. And you know, this morning, I know really that we know this in our heads. But have we really grasped it in our hearts that it can apply to us where we are in our individual circumstances that God is still in the business of bringing life, light, order and abundance when he speaks into our world, into our chaotic world that is around us every time we switch on the news, every time we... We, we go onto our internet and, and scroll down and, and there is just chaos and destruction and, and all this sort of stuff going on. But, you know, when God speaks, life happens. And, and maybe it's in your individual world you need to hear that this morning. When you're starting another new year and it's the same old, same old, Nothing seems to have happened much in the last year and it just seems as though maybe there's darkness and emptiness and you don't really know which way to turn, what to do to make things different. John 1, verse 1 says, you know it, we've just had Christmas, haven't we? In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made, and without him, nothing was made that has been made. And then if we drop down to verse 14, this is what it says, the Word. That Word which was spoken in the beginning The word that was spoken and life happened, that word, became flesh and dwelt among us. And this word, Jesus, is still speaking here and now, if we will listen, if we will hear. In the Old Testament, there was a prophet, and his name was Ezekiel. And he was a mighty prophet of God. God used him in in mighty ways. But in this particular instance, in, in Ezekiel 37, where do we find him? Do we find him in the middle of a great revival? Do we find him standing before the people and declaring something mighty from God? And if we look at that chapter, chapter 37, we found, out, we found out exactly where he was. He was actually in a valley full of bones. And the gravity of that situation is brought home to us when we read in verse, verse 2 that the bones were very dry. Something had happened a while ago and uh, the bones were very dry. Now, I just wonder how had Ezekiel found himself in this situation? Had he done something wrong? Was it somehow a punishment for him? Read verse 1. The hand of the Lord was on me and brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley and it was full of bones. What? It was, it was God who brought him to this valley of dry bones, set him down in the middle of it. Let me just slip something in here. When we find ourselves in a hard place, we're so quick to think it's our fault, that we must be being punished or you know, something somewhere has gone wrong or blame other people or even the devil. But sometimes the valley of dry bones that we are standing in is because the Spirit of God has set us there, just like Ezekiel. And it's for a reason. It's not just to let you flounder. It's not just to to say, look, see what you can do here in this situation. It's not a test. It's not anything. God has put you there. And it's for a reason. It's because he wants to teach you something. And I don't know, I I expect you're a bit like me in this. When we find ourselves in in a situation like that, maybe in in a valley of dry bones, or it seems like a valley of dry bones, we get on our knees and we say, oh God, help me get out of this. Show Show me a way out of this. Just show me what to do. What have I done? Why am I in this situation? Please, 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 please. And so we go on. But sometimes God says, I want you to be in this valley for a moment, for a season, because I want to show you something. I want to challenge you. And here comes the challenge. Here comes the lesson for Ezekiel in verse 3 of uh, Ezekiel 37. Let me just, let me just find it. God spoke to Ezekiel, and he asked him, Son of man, can these bones live? Now, I don't know what your reaction would be if if God said that to you. Son of man, can these bones live? What? I've got a feeling that Ezekiel didn't have enough faith to say, Yes, Lord, I, I do believe they can live. So he did the only thing he could do. He said to the Lord, well, you know. He knows, he knows everything. You know, Lord. And do we ever find ourselves in, um, in that kind of situation where God is challenging us, um, maybe concerning our families or career, even our retirement." Maybe God says, do you trust me to do this for you? Do you think I can use you? Will you trust your future to me? Will you trust your family to me? Is our answer a bit like Ezekiel's? I'm not really sure. We know that we can in our heads. But when it actually comes to doing it, do we kind of hedge our bets a little bit like Ezekiel? And that was not the end of God's challenge to Ezekiel. Listen to this. God actually told him to speak to the bones." Verses four to six. it says, "Then he said to me, "Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, "Dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones." I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So God was telling Ezekiel to speak to a valley of dry bones. Have you ever been in an impossible situation where God asks you to do something that seems just impossible? What, God? You want me to do this? You want me to say this? But that's the situation that Ezekiel found himself in. And you know, this is what thrills me, actually, that the sovereign Lord, Yahweh, as Matt would say, could have just spoken life into those bones and they would have come to life. But he chose to use Ezekiel. And let's read what happens, verses 7 to 10. So I prophesied. He did it. He was obedient as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together bone to bone I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. It's amazing that God chooses to use us. When he could do it all by himself. But he says, no, I want you to be involved in us. How often do we hear it said, maybe we've said it ourselves, God never uses me. He always uses her. He always uses him, but he never uses me. Well, let me tell you, we have, we, all of us, we have the spirit of God in us. And because of that, God wants to use us to speak life over ourselves and over each other. He wants his word to move in power through us. He wants to bring what is dead back to life through us, by His Spirit working through us. Do you know, it makes me cringe sometimes when I hear what people say over themselves. Our words have power. Our words are powerful. And sometimes we think it's only concerning other people when we speak that they have power. But when we speak words over ourselves, they have just as much power to build us up or to bring us down. And it's time that we stop listening and believing the lies of the enemy over ourselves. Listen to this, because I believe this is what God is saying to some of us here this morning. You are not an accident. You are chosen. You are not lacking. God says you are enough. He made you, and he has put everything in you that you need to fulfill his plan. The lie that says you can't do that, who do you think you are? Listen, you are his child, You are the one he loves. He delights over you. Even when you're at your worst, he sings songs over you. It tells us that in Zephaniah 3 and verse 17. How many times do we say, I can't, instead of saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Now, hear me. I'm not saying that we should say yes to everything. You know, we could be run off our feet. Well we sometimes are, aren't we? Run off our feet, or we could be run into the ground when if we say yes to everything that everybody always asks us to do. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that we know when it's right. We know when it's God. We have a sense when it's God. And sometimes we just shrink back into ourselves and we say, oh, I can't do that. Don't ask me to do that, God. Don't ask me to do that. I'll do anything, but don't ask me to do that. So we shrink back into ourselves and we say, sorry, I can't instead of, I can, through him. And then we, we, with each other, in a a community like this, it's, it's so important, the words that we speak over each other, the things that we say, the conversations that we have, and it's time we stopped believing the lies of the enemy about each other. It's time to start excelling in speaking words of affirmation and encouragement over each other it's time for this place to be a place where we excel in showing grace to each other i don't know about you but we are, i need grace <laughs> i need people to show grace to me because i make mistakes i do things i say things that i shouldn't do and I think we probably all all know that in our hearts. And we need people to show grace to us, to say, that's okay, I'm with you, I'll pray for you, I'll stand with you, I'll help you. We all need it, from the youngest to the oldest. I would say that the people that stand up, I know I'm standing up here this morning, and I would include myself in this, that the people who stand at the front and speak the words of the Lord, and lead and guide, need as much grace as you who sit in the congregation and listen. We need to determine to speak words that will build up words of life, words of encouragement. So, how do we hear God's voice? In so many different ways. Loads of different ways. And I'm just going to say a few here this morning. But I, I somehow have a feeling that God speaks to us more than we realize. But we miss him. Maybe because he speaks in a way that we are not expecting. You know, we do like to have our set ways of things, don't we? And maybe God speaks to us in a way sometimes that we're not expecting. Or maybe... He says something that shocks us, you know? We expect God to be like this. And when he says something not quite like that, oh, that can't be God. But sometimes it is. Maybe he says things to us sometimes that we wouldn't expect God to say, or maybe we don't expect him to speak to me, to you? I think sometimes that's the worst one or that's the hardest one for us to get over. Oh, God speaks to them. God speaks to her, to him. Oh yeah, I love to hear what God's saying through them. But he doesn't speak to me like that. He speaks in so many different ways and his word always brings life it always brings life he doesn't condemn he doesn't put down his word always brings life we hear it when we spend time alone with him being quiet and intentionally listening for his voice reading his word, allowing it to sink into our being, considering it, thinking about it. Don't just, don't just let our eyes skim over what we're reading, but think about it, asking him, what are you saying to me in this? Allowing it to, to change us and renew us. We hear it when we listen to his word being expounded and and I would just throw a challenge to us all this morning when we come to this place on a on a Sunday morning or, or whenever we come do we come this is what we do on a Sunday morning we come I wonder what the preacher be like this morning I wonder if Matt be on form this morning I wonder what he's going to say to us or do we come with an expectation in our heart saying God what do you want to say to me today what is it that you are saying to me in my life today we hear it when we talk to each other we hear it when we're out and about we hear it through our children in fact God is always speaking all that is necessary is for us to have a listening ear His word always comes with power to renew, to transform, to encourage, to reassure and to challenge. At the beginning of this talk, I said about God still being the creator. In Genesis 2 and verse 7, we read, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And I want you to hear this. God is still breathing the breath of life into dust. What are we made of? Dust. God is still breathing the breath of life into dust. Maybe it's on this first Sunday of 2020. You're feeling that something has died inside of you, and you're just going through the motions, God wants to breathe his breath, his life, into you afresh. Maybe you feel that a dream which was so real has died and now that chance has gone. Maybe you feel as though you're living in the ashes of what might have been full of regrets maybe in time gone by god gave you promises that were so real but over the passage of time they have dimmed and now it's as though they were never spoken let me tell you that the passage of time never ever diminishes god's promises I can say that from experience because for 30 years I was holding on to promises that God gave me, wondering, God, are you ever going to do this? Are you ever going to keep those promises? And then He did. At the right time, in His time, God speaks His words of life over you. This morning, Whatever that may mean for you, right here, right now, are we going to listen? Are we going to listen to him? Are we going to be really willing to hear what he is saying? Are we going to lean in and say, is that you, Lord? I'm listening. You know, sometimes when we're in a crowded place, and um, there's lots of noise around us and there's somebody that comes through the crowd and they tap you on the shoulder and you say, oh, they want to say something. You have to really lean in because of the noise around. You have to really lean in to hear what God is saying. Or maybe that's, you feel just that little tap on your shoulder this morning and we need to lean in and say, is that you, Lord? Are you saying something to me? What are you saying to me? This is my prayer. Lord, over me, over you, over this whole church, Lord, at the beginning of this new year, let your word move in power in this place. Let what's dead come to life in this place let what's in danger of dying be resurrected. God, breathe your life-giving breath into the dust of our lives once again, that we might truly live. God bless you.